Today's reading is John 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the hometown of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So they hosted a dinner for Jesus there. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of expensive perfume, made a pure nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was going to betray him, asked, Why wasn't this perfume sold for three hundred denarii and the money given to the poor? Judas did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to take from what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. She has kept this perfume in preparation for the day of my burial. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, and they came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. The next day, the crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Finding a young donkey, Jesus sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on the colt of a donkey. At first his disciples did not understand these things, but after Jesus was glorified, they remembered what had been done to him, and they realized that these very things had also been written about him. Meanwhile, many people continued to testify that they had been with Jesus when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead. That is also why the crowd went out to meet him, because they heard that he had performed this sign. Then the Pharisees said to one another, You can see that this is doing you no good. See how the whole world has gone after him? Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and requested him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip relayed this appeal to Andrew, and both of them went and told Jesus. But Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it only remains a seed. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life will lose it, but whoever hates his life in this world will keep it. For eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, my servant will be as well. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this purpose that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it had thundered. Others said that an angel had spoken to him. In response, Jesus said, This voice was not for my benefit, but yours. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the prince of this world will be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd replied, 
We have heard from the law that the Christ will remain forever. So how can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, For a little while longer the light will be among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. After Jesus had spoken these things, he went away and was hidden from them. Although Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they were unable to believe, for again Isaiah says, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that they cannot see with their eyes and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many of the leaders believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Then Jesus cried out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me alone, but in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should remain in darkness. As for anyone who hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I have not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not receive my words. The word I have spoken will judge him on the last day. I have not spoken on my own, but the Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know that his command leads to eternal life. So I speak exactly what the Father has told me to say. This is God's word. There is a strong contrast between a disciple who loves Jesus and is unashamed of being his servant, and those who believe in Jesus but want to follow him secretly. We can see the contrast right here in John 12. It opens with Mary anointing the feet of Jesus with about a pint of pure nard and expensive perfume, according to verse 3a in the NIV, which she poured on his feet and then removed with her hair, according to verse 3b. Her appreciation for who Jesus is her gratitude for what he had done, and her desire to glorify and worship him overcame any inhibitions she had. Giving this gift of anointing to Jesus was far more important to her than blessing the poor with it. Verses 5 and 6 talk about that. Not because the poor were unimportant, but because she was devoted to Jesus. The opposite of her unique act of worship was exemplified by the leaders in verse 42a who believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue, according to verse 42b in the NIV. These people wanted to follow Christ in secret. Why? Because they loved human praise more than praise from God, according to verse 43 in the NIV. Mary was unashamed because she was devoted to God and therefore worshipped his son openly without shame. These men who were leaders feared God, but they feared social ostracism more. Most, if not all of us, go through at least a phase in our life where we might want to hide our faith in Christ because we fear people. It is a common spiritual issue, one that even the great Simon Peter experienced 
when he denied our Lord three times. So if you've ever hidden your faith or been embarrassed to admit that you are a Christian, that does not automatically mean you are sincerely not saved. Eventually, though, the time comes when we must confess Christ openly. We must do so to become part of the local church through baptism. We must confess him openly to tell others about salvation in him. And some of us must confess him openly by giving up our lives to follow him. As Jesus said in verses 24 and 25 in the NIV, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Are you willing to die for Jesus? Then why are you afraid to talk about him in your workplace? Why are you unwilling to sacrifice financially for his work? May God use this chapter to pull us out of our protective shells, to teach us to fear him more than we fear others, and even to love him more than we desire the praise of men. Then we will show ourselves to be his true disciples. If you found this devotional helpful, please sign up to receive it in your email every day by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Subscribing is free, and this might help you build a daily Bible reading habit if you see it every day in your email. I'm also looking for financial support to help me make more videos like this. And so please go to dailypbj.com support and consider how you might support me on a monthly basis. Please share this also with anyone who might be helped by it. And I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Have a great day.